Welcome to Building Conversations, a construction podcast powered by the STO Building Group. On today's episode, Senior Vice President of Technical Operations at STOBG, Steve Neeson, speaks with the organization's Executive Chairman, Jim Donahue, and Structure Tone New York's Director of Special Projects, Mark DeLuca, about the data and communication silos that plague productivity in construction, and how a new multi-tenant enterprise software known as Day2 Plus is offering a solution. For more information about Day2 Plus, you can visit their website, daytwoplus.com, or contact STOBG's own technical operations specialist, Steve Neeson. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Building Conversations. Steve Neeson here, Senior VP of Tech Ops with STO Building Group. And today I'm joined by STOBG's Executive Chairman, Jim Donahue, and Structure Tone New York Director of Special Projects, Mark DeLuca. We're going to talk about a topic that's always been more than a little bit of a challenge in our industry. It's about our approach to exploring and implementing not only disruptive technology, but business processes that really improve and enhance our industry. So so with that, um, thank you guys for joining me today. This is my first podcast, so I'm excited to be here. Would you mind giving us and the audience just a little bit about yourselves and a little bit about your background? Sure. Yep. Uh, thanks for having me today, Steve. Uh, Mark DeLuca, Director of uh, New York Special Projects for Structure Tone. Uh, just a little career history, been with Structure Tone pretty much my whole career. Uh, proud intern in RPE, uh, started on the operational side and, and shifted into the special projects world some years back. Um, so really excited to be here today. Thanks. Jim Donahue, I started in the 80s. Um, I was a laborer, uh, estimator, plan clerk, superintendent, worked my way up, uh, became executive chairman in 1999. I was involved in our corporate office for a while actually was involved in building our first IT systems, hiring the staff uh, over 20 years ago, building some software. Uh, those were exciting times, but nothing compared to today. Uh, also, with these new technologies, it's time for us to really take a look at how we're taking care of our clients, and that kind of leads us to today. So tech's in your blood. In a way, it is. It has okay. been. Yeah. All right. So construction's always had a reputation, and, and still does, of being a little slow to adopt new technology. Clearly, the, the landscape has been changing very rapidly over the last number of years. So, Jim, you grew up on job sites. You said you started in the 80s. Um, is it a fair characterization of our industry? I think it is. Uh, the industry has uh, relied on long-term growth and a superintendent 30 years ago would be told you might if you work hard for 20 years become a project manager and it was a long ladder to the top uh today i think of the industry is much more of a jungle gym there's a lot more roles out there different types of supers companies like ours have become diverse we work in a lot of different type of projects uh but the industry still relies quite a bit on um on handing down knowledge and sharing knowledge from you know mentor in a mentoring kind of way, and worse I think uh, in terms of how we've been impacted in a negative manner is the software organizations, big software companies have been solving for us in a way that's really not an advantage any longer. Uh, we're in disparate systems, uh, causing data to be really uh, displaced, disjointed. 
and we're, we've given a lot of thought for the last decade on how to change that. We're now a couple of years into developing a solution that really is kind of the most powerful of its kind change in how software can be uh, beneficial to a construction company and then also changing the way data flows. So we're really excited about what's, uh, what's at play here. Thanks, Jim. So we're eventually going to get to where we are today, but I think um, you know technology has come a long way since I joined the industry. I, I also started in the 80s. You know there are still things that we do in the industry that we've done for hundreds of years. You know chalk lines and tape measures and things like that that we just can't seem to get get beyond and adopt as a as a broad spectrum. Um, you know so I remember being in the industry and we were adopting technologies that were available to everybody. So the fax machine was a revolutionary change the way we communicated on job sites, sped up how information could be transferred. The Blackberry, you know, revolutionized the the ability to communicate with lots of people in, in quick fashion. And so it wasn't specifically built for us in construction, it was built for gen, general use and we capitalized on that in existence. Um, and it seems today we have much better opportunity. So can you guys just talk a little bit about what role technology has had in, in your evolution in the industry? Yeah, no, I think so from my perspective, you know, being you know, in this for about 10 years, what I've seen really adapt and just a flood of project management softwares, mm. really with no rhyme or reason at the time, many have came and gone at this point. But I think the question we have to really ask ourselves, and especially the role that I have you know, at Structure Tone New York is, are they really innovating? Are they really solving a problem? And are they really, you know, catering to, to our business in terms of, you know, servicing a smaller to medium sized clientele and really purpose built and, and focused on, you know, executing that style of work? Jim, anything to add there? Yeah, just and when you when you look at uh, working in triplicate, my first uh, management role was in the proceed order department, which is the change order group inside operations at the time, believe it or not, instead of being an estimating. Uh, and it was about expediting small work orders for our clients in the field, and everything was in triplicate. Forms <laughs> would be sent out through inter-office. I mean, pretty comical if you think about how inefficient, how slow, how disparate, uh, you know, the way we communicate is, and how we sit and wait as an industry, and then actually start searching for information when we feel like we've waited too long it's, it's comical, uh, and our systems could serve us so much better and different, but there's been quite a few, um, you know, the iPhone was a good example of, you know, when we broke away from Blackberries, and then the apps came out, and the world changed its mindset about how we can have very unique uh, solutions for, for very small things in life, like hailing a taxi, okay? And then there's also the Moneyball factor. A lot of folks have seen the movie Moneyball, see how data can really come into play and how you might change how you think about a whole game being played, baseball in this case. Our industry has got the same opportunity in it to, to change dramatically, transformationally by selecting some, some better softwares, uh, setting software up uh, alongside a service organization like ours to deliver something that's far more powerful than what our clients have been getting in the past. Outstanding. So that kind of segues into and, and almost covers my, my next question that we, we talked about is we tend to focus on technology and gadgets and, and sometimes we suffer from the shiny new penny syndrome. Um, you know, but we're really looking for solutions to business challenges and processes. So Jim, can you explain to us what Day 2 Plus is? Day 2 Plus is a company that was started by Alex Rothman and Mike Rothman 
who are multi-exit entrepreneurs headquartered out of uh, Chicago. I met them through a mutual client who has been working with them for uh, quite a few years on what we would call as a maintenance repair operations uh, software platform that they, uh, Mike and Alex, have uh, rolled out, a company called SMS Assist that they built, uh, working in uh, thousands, many thousands of locations. So they've really perfected the logistics and trade side of our industry. They figured out the multi-subcontractor, multi-discipline aspects to construction management. And in partnering now with STO Building Group, have perfected the larger scale commercial aspects to uh, on-call maintenance work and in commercial properties. So, Mark, I'm actually going to throw this to you on how do you see the things that we're discussing today as more transformative for the way we manage work for customers and that value-add proposition and how that changes with what we're talking about today? Yeah, a great question. So, uh, the industry has just gotten faster in general, clients' needs, being there for them. You know, the, the software that we're talking about, you know, has the opportunity to really revolutionize, take, you know, days off of timelines in terms of, you know, really getting something in place for a client. That starts from, you know, the, the CM level all the way through, you know, down to the subcontractor and even, you know, client approvals and such, you know. In today's world as we currently see it, it could take two, three, four days to turn around some sort of pricing. When we're all in one platform working together, one team transparency at all angles, and the historical data that comes with it, the speed that comes from that really becomes a differentiator, a game changer in changing a job that may have taken five days um, that should be done over a weekend into, you know, collectively maybe one to two days to, you know, and, and has the real power to, to change that and in turn small service work really revolutionize that um, from how we're doing it today. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that. Jim, anything you want to add there in terms of how this, you know, approach makes things more intuitive for our teams to really deliver and, and to the point we've discussed is more of a seamless uh, universe where everybody's engaging. Yeah, if technology is rebuilt, which we've done here with the Day 2 Plus software, where every keystroke from a project on or a portfolio or a particular building is captured in a way that has been thought through about how useful can this data be, uh, not only for the current project and transactions, but for the ongoing running, ongoing maintenance of a property or a facility, then you really have something uh, that's different. So the total cost of operations for our clients, uh, typically general contractors and CMs, we go after a project and quite often it's the, it's the really glamorous projects that we, we pursue as an industry, yeah. but it's not as many contractors that are chasing the less glamorous, which is the, the nighttime jobs, the weekend jobs, the on-call maintenance, taking care of all those assets that are installed in these headquarters spaces, the emergency work, you know, the break and fix, the small moves, ads and changes. So when we get a better idea into the life cycle ownership from the client on what does it take, what does it cost historically to run their facilities or partner with them to, to create that plan, and we join forces for multi-years, say three years or five years at a time with them, bringing this technology and data solution with us, you really see a reduction in the people required that are typically there. Their role includes searching for data, researching background uh, and, and backup for pricing, uh, participating in, in organizing information that's passing up from, uh, from the subcontractors upwards or from the design teams downwards. 
but now you're not going up or down or looking for anything. You're actually all virtually keystroking in the same virtual room. And not only that, but you're capturing the data to reuse it again. So for example, if a submittal came up in a building that, you know, it's the same ceiling tile for the 20th time, why are we submitting? The word submitting bothers me because that's inefficient. Why are we submitting? Why aren't we just verifying from a live electronic library? Of, of, of submittals from the past. So we can look at the submittal and see that, oh, this has been submitted 20 times, has been approved 19, one time with notes. So it's always getting approved and it always happens, always gets approved within three days. That knowledge should be passed along. It should be easily accessible. So teams are not standing around thinking about things that have already been solved in the past. So the recreation of the wheel concept and construction goes away. The reliance on somebody, oh yeah, talk to Mary, she's been here for 10 years, she knows how to get that or do that, that goes away. And the knowledge also is transferred from the Marys or the Joes that have been on the account for 20 years or 10 years or five years, gets transferred down by the data being captured. So we're not reliant on individuals and what people may know from an experience point of view. And the total cost of ownership for the client gets collapsed. You could see what might have been 20 people to run a facility go down to 10. And that's very realistic. On our side, the contractor side, with all these technologies in play, we're going to see a reduction in our headcount or time required, therefore giving us the chance to expand to a larger workload with the same team. So it's kind of exciting in all fronts. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, I think to just add to that as well, you know, you look at some of our clients today who could be running a portfolio or a program of facilities type projects, maintenance projects. Some of these, some of the clients that I work with today could have over 200 projects at any given time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the utilization of this type of technology, they can check into any project anywhere at any time and see exactly what the team is seeing from subcontractor to um to construction manager and the, you know the strength of that is seeing that through an app not is which is you know our world today so app base touch iPhone right there for anyone to see at any time which is really not something that we have uh, today thanks guys so if we could just pivot a second and maybe maybe go back to big picture so one of the things we're, we're learning with some of our industry engagements is that the amount of venture capital that is really driving investments in development of new platforms, technologies, and, and cutting edge um, you know, research that never existed you know, back in the 80s and 90s. And it just seems to be the wave today. So Jim, could you just share some of your thoughts and, and the vision of how that sort of feeds into how we got here today and in context to day two plus and, and how that connects? Yeah, good question. Um, billions are now pouring into the construct tech market to solve uh, lots and lots and lots of micro solutions. And there's also some revolutionary cool stuff out there, the IoT type of stuff and predictive analytics. There's uh, you know quite a bit of discussion today, very current uh, new trend is the AI side of data, which I'm excited about the potential of that. But it starts with the amount of money flowing in. So really, really smart money has gone to other industries for the last 10 to 20 years on the back of the internet growth. And then there was the iPhone and the app, the remote computing growth has caused a, a revolution across a lot of other industries. 
uh, industries such as manufacturing and in the airline industry, the automotive industry are several steps advanced than where we are. But when you think about our industry trying to figure out modular construction, off-site construction, you can see that our industry really wants to solve in a similar way. Hmm. Well, technology today, what all these Power BI type of user interface and, and visualization tools and uh, tech firms and internal IT groups wanting to get away from disparate systems relying on middleware type of systems where you have an end-to-end -end multi tenant type of solution there's a possibility of that which is what day two plus is you, you start to see how streamlining from the end to end so from the design down to the supplier the supplier back all the way up through the contractor up to the client speeding up decisions you're really talking about a revolutionary type of advancement the construct tech industry is being accelerated by these venture capitalists they're very smart they've had quite a few successes quite a few failures, but that's the venture capital private equity world, and they are now targeting our industry like I've never seen before, and uh, we are able to talk to the Autodesks and the Microsofts and the Oracles and others differently today that, hey, we have other solutions out there. There's other opportunities for us to go to elsewhere for our solutions. We're asking them to speed up expanding their solutions that we've been traditionally working in to incorporate a more end-to-end -end, uh, uh, approach. We're not seeing that successfully yet. I'm a little frustrated by the fact that when you do sign up for one of these major software companies, you're signing up to be in a silo. And then you're going to have to worry about uh, the, the APIs and to other softwares and engineers working together to keep data flowing behind the scenes. That to me isn't so ideal. I love the idea of a single end-to-end -end entity, and that's what Day2 Plus is. So in the industry today, it seems that everybody is looking for those insights, the things we never could put our fingers on before. Um, and and the, the drive to consistent and data one source of truth, it seems that day two plus is gonna lead us in that, in that direction. And it's really about information on demand for the entire team. So everybody's seeing the same information so it starts to erode sort of different biases towards what information we're looking at. Um, so how, how else do you see, Mark, that Day 2 Plus solves some of these consistent day-to-day -day issues? I know we're going to talk about a little bit of your case study, but before we jump into that, maybe just bigger picture. Yeah, I think one thing I've seen just being a part of the, the team here, um, you know, for, for a decent amount of time, over a year, you know, in our kind of current project structure, one thing that is always challenging is just communication, transparency, managing expectations, making sure that the client is understanding in real time what's going on. Um, this platform, you know, gives us that. You still need to have those conversations and talk it through um, in, in a personalized manner. But as I mentioned, if there's a client somewhere, anywhere, really, you know, at any time, maybe they can't get hold of me, they can definitely, you know, take a look at what's going on. So mm -hmm. communication, especially in a world with we're living in now, it's gotten a little bit better on supply chain, you know, tracking where certain things are, um, as we mentioned, submittal, workflow, ball in court, really one team under one roof and really all, you know, charging to the same goal. Uh, which is, you know, a successful project at the end. And this really just helps push that initiative forward even more. And, and how do you see the scalability of a solution like this from, 
continuing services, facilities, projects, to maybe small projects similar to what your special projects group handles? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I don't think they're they're all that different at the end of the day, right? You know, you still have a client, you still have a budget, you still have a goal that you need to get to at the end of the project. So there's absolutely a, a ton of potential there to be able to, to get to that next step. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you know, at the end of the day, I would even argue to some that some of the smaller projects could be even more challenging than some of the larger projects. Um, you really need to get people's attention. You need mm-hmm. people to focus and we're really leveraging technology here to be able to do that uh, really you know relying on that balling court that triggering of next steps of you know who's holding this now that should make us up more efficient than picking up the phone right now picking up an iPhone and calling somebody 10 times and leaving an email we're all in one platform all communication should be running through that platform and really that should be your world on these small projects mm-hmm. it should be popping up on the screen and coming you know right hitting you right in the face as who has the next step or how are we driving the ball forward? Outstanding. And and one of the things we've talked about before is just the whole um, engagement with the owner, client, user, so that their dashboarding is available to them real time, 24-7, no matter where geographically they're located. So I think it changes the game where we still, we don't feel the need, I have to be someplace in order to really understand what's happening with my projects. So this gives the clients a leverage tool that says, hey, everywhere in my portfolio, I can see what's happening at any point in time. Is that, is that Steve, a, that's a fair that's statement? That's a great statement and it's a hot button in the market. <laughs> the reason why is because of remote work. We all know during the pandemic what happened, uh, quite a few of the consultants did not want to come back to the job sites for safety reasons. And uh, those in the field looking for answers uh, were, were, were challenged to get the information they needed to build and maintain speed and maintain momentum on site. Today, we're long past the pandemic, but there's still those who now work in a remote work type of structure in their different organizations. Timing couldn't be better to have a tool that allows companies to uh, have their employees be much more effective uh, from remote. Mm-hmm. Now, I just had a consultant recently this week uh, tell me about how he demanded everybody be back to the site, couldn't believe the amount of unanswered questions that are ongoing on their project, and I smiled and laughed. I said, you know, that's pretty much a common problem uh, my whole career in the industry, trying to get information in a timely manner. His frustration boiled over. He demanded everybody be back physically once a week, back into the old-fashioned weekly meeting. He wanted everybody present, and I said, you know, I wish I had you on 100% of our jobs, because then we, you know, there'd be a lot of the disparate information slow answering solve for but you know is that realistic in today's world you know probably not um i do hope that he continues to win work and we get to be on his projects <laughs> where people are more physically next to each other on, on a steady buy diet but even that's only two hours a week it's not 24 7. so i'm not sure what will ever be better than having a tool where everybody's virtually in the same room and the system is work where you're end-to-end elbow to elbow virtually with the data flowing in a in a very transparent manner where everybody has the view they need to complete their tasks on a daily diet. So it's it's a task-driven, decision-driven tool. The most data you'll ever have access to in your whole career will be in this system as it gets used more and more and more on a facility, a portfolio, et cetera. The more and more data is being collected and provided as a reference point for why you're deciding, you know, is that schedule appropriate? Is that price the right price? Is there enough backup? Uh, who has performed well here? Or what's the historical performance of all the different providers on the project? It's all in there. The scorecarding side of this is tremendous. It's an Uber type of scorecarding system on steroids because it's a, it's got an algorithm that 
reflects not only the performance in terms of starting and finishing tasks on time, but also how often is the provider the low price or the right price and, you know, safety records and all kinds of other uh, uh, scorecarding. So when you're picking the suppliers for a project, the subcontractors for a project, you're also picking using their past historical performance on the scorecard that's provided in the system. So lots of cool new things uh, that are going to change how uh, the team comes together more effectively, even with the remote situation that we're all fighting today. Thank you. For more on Day 2 Plus, listen to part two of this conversation in the next episode on the Building Conversations podcast feed.